This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. <laughs> With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Time to welcome in Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Let's get right to the important stuff. How many cups of coffee are you into the day already? This seems to be a debate on social media. Just two. Yeah. What time is it? Nine. Nine five. It's gonna be a long day. <laughs> what I want to know, Joe, is how are Renee and the kids doing? Who did you say? I couldn't understand. Yes, you did. Renee and the kids. <laughs> um, they're doing good. Um, <laughs> We are currently day 14 of our quarantine, so like the last, I think tonight is the official end of our, um, obviously not much changes anyway, um, but tonight it's kind of the official official day, so um, yeah, I mean it's been a long 14 days, um, I think the first probably 7 to 10 for me were, were pretty cool, um, just being able to obviously be around the kids more and Renee more and actually just be home and um, be here in the mornings and to put them to bed every night. Um, something that I don't usually get to do. So um, they, were, they were really good. And then obviously, especially now with the weather and stuff, it, uh, it makes it a bit harder to get outside and, and kind of do anything. So um, just trying to find ways each day to, to entertain the kids. So, so cool that she's growing up with an American accent. Yeah, ha, 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 ha. she is. It's horrible. I can hear her at the room that I'm in, and it makes me sick listening. So what is it? I saw that on Twitter. I thought, well, we're definitely going to talk about this. So what exactly does she sound like, and what should she sound like, according to you? <laughs> I, can, I should get her to come and say some words. Um, no, I think it's just, um, I mean, she just says, says a lot of word, I guess words um, that I mean she goes she obviously for people that don't know she's a um, a pre-k or whatever you call it here so she's around whatever 15 American kids every day and then the teachers are American and obviously me and Renee are kind of the only two Australians that she's with 24-7 and she speaks to family back home on, on the phone and stuff but um, she's just getting very some just some of her words and stuff are very American. You can you can like if you had your eyes closed, you would think that it's a little American kid speaking, um, which I don't like because she's Australian. So um, we'll keep trying to correct her, but um, I think it's inevitable that she's going to sound a bit more American than Australian by the time we go home. That can never be fixed, by the way. I can tell you this right now. My wife has a college roommate who grew up in no, no, Bakersfield, be California. 
and is this American, and she goes to Australia, and we talk to her on the phone now, and she sounds Australian, and my wife said that to her, and she burst out laughing, because even now, and she's lived in Australia for, I'm trying to think how long, 30 years? Uh, even now, people care. tell what her she cost, sounds like an American. I don't care. What I have to do if Miller has to go to a special Australian language learning center, in fact, when we move back, she's going to be sound Australian by the time we are home. Sorry, Joe. We pledge allegiance to the United States of America. <laughs> Oh, it's been good to me. I can't complain too much. <laughs> I want to know, are you getting up any shots? No, I haven't touched the ball. No, I any mean, concern? no one has. <laughs> um, I would be for some other people. I'm not for myself. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's literally nothing we can do. Um, where obviously all NBA facilities have, have been shut down or whatever, or locked down or whatever you want to call it. And um, I said it the other day on whoever I was talking to, it's one of those, I mean, how many out of the 450 players, like how many players have a court in their house? Probably maybe a handful, maybe five, maybe 10 max. Um, like I said, everything's closed down. We're, we're technically not allowed to leave um, kind of until today um, so obviously going to a, a gym that's got a court in it isn't um, really responsible either um, with, with all the people around and basically like I said everything's kind of shut down so we're very lucky that we've got we've always had a gym at home with, with everything I need in terms of that side of things we've got weights and bike and treadmill and squat rack and everything that we need um, but in terms of basketball, there's, there's nothing anyone can do unless you've got a, a court at your house. So what percentage of NBA players do you think have the treadmill and the bike and the squat rack and the weights? Well, that's, a, that's the hard thing, too, is that um, a, a lot of guys in the NBA live in apartment buildings. And I don't know if it's the same for every team, but definitely if you've been on a team where someone's tested positive, you're not allowed to obviously go around to, to where other people are. You're not allowed to be surrounded by people. So... There's guys in our team that live in apartment buildings that aren't allowed to use the gym in their building um, kind of up until today or tomorrow, whatever the official day is. Today or tomorrow is our 14 days, but even then, obviously, you want to stay safe. So staying away from people or use it, obviously making sure they wipe it down and, and are kind of by themselves. So um, the Jazz has done a great job of, of dropping... Every a lot of things at people's houses so our, our weight room would probably be empty at the facility because they've um, tried to make it as easy as people uh, easy for people to work out as possible by having as much at their house that they have but uh, I'm sure there's a large number of NBA players that have gyms at their house um, courts is another story and, and then obviously there's a, the, the, a, probably a, a big handful that live in apartment buildings as well So whenever the league starts uh, let's just randomly pick a day, say June 15th. How long do you think you teams and guys would need in terms of getting back together before you actually play a game? No, it's probably a better question for the professionals, but um, I guess a part of it depends how long we are, are, are out for and sitting out waiting. Uh, as much as 
like there, there's no one no one's going to sit here and tell, like say that running on a treadmill is going to emulate playing a game so no matter what people are doing like I said unless you've got a core and it's a full core and you've got 10 non-positive guys you can play with as well um, you can't really emulate the, the fitness that we have during a game so um, I mean, the the rumor and talk around the, the world and the league is that when we if if we do go back and and hopefully when um, there'll be like a little mini training camp. So I don't know if that would be four or five days, maybe a game or two. Um, kind of like I don't know if it would be like a preseason or you play against. So I don't I don't know what they would do, but um, I mean they have to give us a little bit of time because depending on um, how long this break is. Um, I mean, guys are going to need to come back and, and obviously get in basketball shape, um, not just running on a treadmill or riding a bike. Joe Ingles joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I think I know the answer to this question, but you've probably got a phone numbers for a lot of international guys in your phone. Maybe you've been texting with teammates, former teammates, all the guys you played with in Australia and guys you get to know. The foreign players are all staying in the U.S., aren't they? Because they've started letting players go home. That means one thing to a U.S. player and something else to someone from Australia or Europe. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to throw names out there, but I know a couple of foreigners that have gone um, that are uh, back in their their home countries. But um, I think that just, I mean, we, yeah, I think everyone's in a, a different situation. And if you're single and got nothing in whatever city you're in and the, the chance to go home and, and be with your friends or family is, is um, I think is great if you've got the opportunity as long as you obviously can get if, if we end up starting again you can get back and um, be back in time and obviously safely travelling and all that so um, I mean we've debated whether we go home or not um, the hard part for us obviously is You've got kids involved too, so traveling with kids at this time is um, probably not the safest thing. Um, and to, to kind of stay put, and kids are comfortable in the house. Um, and then the other flip side is if we did go home, we could get called right back, or we don't. We have no heads up or anything of what's going on time frame wise in terms of if, if or when we go back. So I, I wouldn't want to land in Australia and then find out three days later the, the season's starting back up or something so um, yeah I mean I don't blame people for wanting to go home especially being around friends and family this time when you see what's going on in the world and I mean yesterday what Towns the video Towns put out um, it's pretty emotional stuff so um, I don't blame people for wanting to be around family at all you did a podcast with uh, Sam Amick, and I was listening to it. Could you repeat what you said about relationships on the team? Uh, what did I say? Oh, just how you thought that everything would be okay, I guess. I could read it to you if you want, but uh, <laughs> I just thought you could, thought you could um, repeat it. No, I, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of, um, I don't even know what you call them, rumors or talk or whatever on social media and, um, I mean, we've been known around the league for having great chemistry, and like I did say on that thing, I, I believe our team still has that chemistry. I think when we all, the, the, the hard part is too is just not knowing when we're all getting back together. It's we've we've always had a close team. Um, I believe we always um, we always will because of the the people that the Millers and Dennis and Justin and Quinn and stuff bring in. Um, 
they 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 go after high character guys, and I like I said, I have no doubt when we get back to work and we're allowed to do all that, everything will be fine, and people would have forgotten about um, the, the talk going. On. I think a lot of it there's just nothing to talk about, so anything that that happens is a is a pretty big deal at the moment. I don't know if you saw the story that came out on Yahoo uh, just in the last uh, 12 hours or so, but the cameraman on the broadcast who came in and did post-game interviews in your locker room in Detroit is now in a medically induced coma, which means that that means there you know two players have tested positive from that locker room, a cameraman, a player on the opposing team. Does that just underline to you how important social distancing was that game was four days before the league shut down yeah I think well that was our so we, we played that game right and then we came home and mm-hmm. played uh, one game Toronto and then went to OKC so it's a I mean obviously first and, and foremost you, you put your, your prayers and thinking about him and his family because it's yeah. um, like I said about towns like it's something that um, people need to take this serious and it's something that um, I mean I'm, I'm taking very serious and I, I said it on the podcast yesterday or whatever day it was with Sam that it's like I, I feel even um, I guess more threatened or whatever by this virus because of, of Jacob and his um, his autism and his immune system and um, it's just a, it's a scary thing and people um, I don't know I think people I think people are taking it serious but I think when you hear stories like this and, and what Towns did with his video yesterday as hard as that would have been for him to put that out there and let people know that um, this is obviously we know the numbers of, of deaths and stuff is, is um, it's scary so uh, I think people need to, to do whatever their um, their state or, or whatever they go or whatever the rules are where they are and um, I don't even really know where we're up to in Utah in terms of like a, a Salt Lake City lockdown or anything, but I've left the house since I've been here. I've left twice and it was both been in the car just to, to get out and drive for it, just to get out of the house. And um, to me, that's how, how serious, it is, serious it is. The kids haven't left. Um, Renee's left maybe once to, to do the same thing, to like drive and get out of the house. But... Um, yeah, we just we take it very serious, and obviously, like I said, because we've got um, Jacob involved in this, giving it to, to him would um, would just destroy me as as a as a dad. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm taking it I'm very very serious. So, the station that broadcasts the games, Joe AT and T, is replaying some of the better games, and I understand that they're replaying your gauze bandage slash headband game so i'm gonna make sure i watch that uh what do you recall from that infamous game in which you just acted like the toughest of the toughest by just wrapping around a gauze bandage to just shut off the gushing blood and continue to play um i mean i would honestly i'd expect anyone anyone to do the same thing to be honest it's uh it was there, the, honestly, the the one thing I do remember, which um, was kind of towards the end of the game, was I can't remember if it was after I cut the cut my eye open or whatever it was, but I remember getting hit about fifteen times. Like I was hit in the face a couple of times. Then I 
I think Gasol, Mark Gasol went to double team me one time and like jumped to double team me and landed on like my shoulders and back and it was right in front of the scorer's bench with a few seconds, like 30 seconds to go or something. Then I said to Quinn, like, just take me out because I'm going to get hurt. Like, this, I've been, my eyes busted. I've been hitting the nose like three times. Marcus Ole just, like, jumped and landed on my shoulders and he's not a, a small man. Um, and I remember looking at Quinn, like, just take me out. It was like 20, 30 seconds left. Um, but that's about it, really. I mean, yeah, I mean, my eye looks good, actually. I'm actually looking at myself in the mirror right now. My eye, they did a great job. The, uh, the team that put my my eye to go. Every time I see even just a photo of you that, I'm reminded of a old Saturday Night Live skit, Head Wound Harry. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, I'm too young. <laughs> well, it's on YouTube, dude, and you're killing time on the road. So I have no <laughs> idea what you've seen killing time. But the uh, the dog comes in at the end and, and bites at the gauze bandage, and they had it, like, scented or something. It disgusted everybody. So look that up sometime when you're bored, which apparently is... Oh, well, you know, I've got right plenty of time. Head. All right, well, Joe, we appreciate a few minutes, uh, as always, and uh, good luck with your daughter and the accent, man. That's, you, you're going to have to invest a lot of time in that. You might as well get going. I know. And our, our nanny's American, and it, there's just too many, too many Americans around, but we'll figure it out. All right. Joe Ingles. Join <laughs> How about us. that? <laughs> yeah. wonder why that is. Join us right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Thanks, Joe. Offer his third cup of coffee now. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Everything you missed in this show, coming up next. Stay with us. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. There were supposed to be 15 games today. Opening day for Major League Baseball. Commissioner Rob Manfred appearing on ESPN said, the one thing I know for sure is baseball will be back. Whenever it's safe to play, we'll be back. Our fans will be back. Our players will be back. Toronto Blue Jays GM Ross Atkins suggests seven-inning doubleheaders could be a way for big league teams to squeeze in more games in a condensed season without exhausting pitching staffs. College and minor league teams typically play seven games in each game of a doubleheader. UFC freshman Oneka Okungawu could declare his intentions to enter the 2020 NBA draft. He averaged 16 points, 8.5 rebounds per game for the Trojans. And Pistons forward Christian Wood has fully recovered from COVID-19 and is feeling great, according to his agent, Brad Galley. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Action Plumbing. Call Action Plumbing to get your winter furnace tune-up and safety check for $33 by calling Action Plumbing at 801-833-3333 or going to actionplumbing.net. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. You ready? You guys ready? Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated. Let's say we get through this situation and are able to have playoffs. Isn't it ironic? Load management will have meant nothing. Yeah. Well, I bet if they do a back-to-back, Hawaii would still sit it out in the second <laughs> end of a back-to-back. But players coming back after this hiatus will probably be in the worst shape in their entire sporting lives. They're doing the same workout you and I are doing in our homes. If you come back too fast to a playoff-like atmosphere, I mean, that's how injuries happen. That's something the NBA has to think about very strongly, giving these guys enough time to work their way back into shape before you throw them into a high-intensity playoff situation. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
No one is hurt more than LeBron James because he's not getting any younger. And people want to look at, oh, he's only 35, 36 next year. No, don't look at the number of the age. Look at the wear and tear. It's his 17th season. I think next year in his 18th year, he'll be very good. History and, and logic tells us LeBron's going to get a little bit worse. This year is probably LeBron's best chance to win a championship. There's Chris Broussard, Fox Sports, used to be at ESPN, covered the NBA for a long time. The Lakers and the Bucks asking what if. And, uh, you know, as uh, I think it was Buller who said, if they come back, hopefully when they come back, they'll still get their shot at a championship. And I guess it's too early to ask what kind of asterisk will be people will be hanging on this year. You know, for a long time with the 50-game season, the lockout in 1999, Phil Jackson said, hey, put an asterisk on the Spurs title. And since the Lakers won the next three, it seemed like a reasonable thing to do. But then when they started piling championships up, 03, 05, 07, it didn't seem to matter anymore after that. So I wonder how we're going to look back at this year. Oh, I don't think anybody's going to carry the way because this wasn't a lockout. This wasn't greed over money. This was life and death, literally. So they'll just celebrate the thing that – the fact that the sport is back so i don't think that there'll be anything it'll be it'll always be remembered as the crazy season but it won't be a knock against anybody who didn't win or who won it, it just doesn't matter this year so uh, uh i don't think anything will be put to it we'll just acknowledge it for what it was so I think that's probably true if uh, if a one or two seed wins it, but if a six, seven, or eight seed wins it, then eyebrows will get raised, don't you think? No, not this year. Huh. It's just the, it, it's a funky season, no matter who wins it, and it'll be remembered as the this year will be will be long dead, but Yach's kids will be reading about it in books in school. And they'll be talking about it. And so that'll just go, everything will go into that same thing. So it won't be, my point is, it won't be any less or more tainted because it's just crazy. And everything is crazy. The whole sports situation at the professional level, assuming they do resume, now maybe it ends up being like the collegiate level, I don't know. But hopefully they do resume in the two sports that oh well, three sports four four as many sports you want to put in that has have not been able to continue to play this will be known as the crazy year i don't think any big distinction you won't you won't have it will be so politically incorrect for the a tweaker a la phil jackson in three years from now say well yeah well that title was tainted you just you won't, no one will touch it because of the circumstances where before when there was a lockout everybody wanted to touch it because it was there was no need for it but yet that's what they had and i didn't pay attention to their reasons why they were locked out or whatever and striking i, I couldn't have cared less it didn't matter to me uh, all i knew is that they should have been playing and they weren't here it's an entirely different situation Today is opening day. Fifteen games were scheduled for today uh, all across the U.S. So the number one thing you're missing with the start of baseball this year is? Just the pronouncement of play ball. 
Who doesn't like? Give me a two better phrase, two word phrase, better than play ball in sports. I defy anybody to give me one. Give me one. You're a thinker. You fancy yourself as an intellect. Give me a better two word phrase in all of sports than play ball. Go ahead. Give it. Come on. Let's go. Come on. What are you waiting on? Let's go. <laughs> you keep talking. <laughs> What is better than play ball? Hit us up on Twitter. Anything, David DJ James. I'm typing. What do you got? I'm typing. I'm throwing it out there. Uh, Home run. Let's just stay in the sport. Home run. No, you don't have a home run without play ball. Trying to think of golf. Like how could you say how? Yeah, but see, hole in one. See, that's not two words though. No, it's not. An ace, but no. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Play ball. Come on. Let's go. Think of something better. You can't. What do you got, Yach? I've done you got it anything? Again. Start your engines? No. Three words. Oh, three words. Sorry, I apologize. It's two words. Got to be two words. That's what I'm doing. I'm running through these, but I'm dismissing them on numbers. I can't count, obviously. Two words. Two words. Touchdown, Cougars. Thank you. Greg. Touchdown, fill in your Thank, team. Thanks, Greg Rubel. Yeah. Well, that's just yeah. That's fill in the blank. That, but I'm I'm talking universally here. Sure. Ball we game. We win, but who's we? Stockton, yes! That game's coming up tonight on NBA TV if you want to watch that again. Well, it could be for you personally. You suck, but, you know, I think that's just that's an individual thing. Well, you got to be like that. I didn't mean you personally. I meant you. <laughs> oh. oh, here it is. See, I knew we had to throw it out to the people. Gordon just tweeted yeah, in. I'm ready. Bowl eligible. Two words. Two words. Oh, Bowl eligible. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> nice. We got six wins. Yes. <laughs> that was after beating USC to go six and one, right? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Jake says, wide left. Ryan offers up March Madness. Oh. No. Tim Lacombe, listening to the show, just tweets at us, coronavirus out. <laughs> That's not sports. <laughs> That's everything. Literally right now, that is everything. National champion, yeah. Brady says. Yeah, in what? <laughs> Carl. Well, I guess whatever whatever sport you want. I mean, I assume right, that's Brady my was whole point. You don't I, know what you're talking well, about. Well, I assume Brady was talking March Madness because that's the championship we would all be watching. The Sweet 16 games would start tonight, what? so that's exactly my point. You have to assume. But when you say play ball, you don't need to assume anything. You know exactly what that means. Ryan says ticket punched. <laughs> Carl, Carl, four, please. <laughs> ticket punched. What, 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 is, what does that mean? You guys are weak. This is weak sauce. <laughs> Put your oar in the vat and stir, PK. <laughs> 
I ain't stirring it. Come on. Play ball. It's universal. Every kid knows what that means. Play ball. I feel like the old Tommy Lasorda routine. Nobody knows. You know, I mean, you know, your, your, your name, you play for the Twins. They say, where's your brother? They say you play for the Padres. Hello, father. But when you're a Dodger, everybody knows what you mean. Thanks, Tommy. <laughs> Oh, Padero tweets at us, and one. I will always hear Carlos and Boozer one. yelling that all the time now. Carl says, uh, so I'm yelling here, and, and uh, Clark just tweeted at us, play golf. Play golf? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who yells that. Play golf! <laughs> the first tee. First now, tee. on the first tee. <laughs> you just wait. Wait till you and your wife go out and golf quite a bit. Wait till she's in her back swing on the first tee, first tee and just yell, play golf! <laughs> That'll go over real well. Yeah, so right. you, you bring a squeaky voice kid out to the PA system. Play golf! <laughs> It'd be Hamilton Porter from, uh, what's that movie? <laughs> the Sandlot. Play golf! <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Yeah. All right, earlier this morning we had Morgan, Morgan Scally on. Your takeaways from the uh, Morgan Scally interview, the Ute defensive coordinator. Well, just like I knew, because I've had a couple of conversations there's a lot for these guys to do, and when you're in coaching, it's like I equated back to when I was in college. Uh, you're almost to the point of feeling guilty if you're not studying, unless you were getting 100%. And I don't know about you, but I never got 100% on one test in my, eight, my, my seven years of undergraduate college work. And... Uh, so they're they're doing stuff and they're preparing and just whatever and and uh, you know the the good thing is it's not really good but the equal thing is everybody's in the same boat and everybody's got some kind of issue you know whether it's a new coordinator whether it's a new head coach whether it's a new quarterback you know the Utes it, it's it's sort of funny in that they're gonna go. I mean, Morgan, what, he's probably around 40. I think he just turned 40 maybe. And so he's, you know, real conservatively, he's got another 20 years of coaching, probably more. But he may never in this entire time, either as a coordinator and then likely as a head coach, have a team on defense this inexperienced and then to have these practices taken away. Now we'll see what the NCAA does about restoring them and how that all plays out. I don't know how that's going to shake out. But more than ever, they need this time. And so they just got to hope that the kids on the other end are being responsible enough because, you know, their eyes aren't there to check them the way they would be in practice. And as you know, having been to practices, everything from multiple angles is filmed. Yep. And so they have that interaction, plus they have everything on tape. And they you know, now they, they, they can send them stuff to learn but the learning is done individually, and you wonder how much of it is being transmitted the way the coaches would prefer. Because you go to a practice, and they've got, uh, what, uh, four or five position coaches on each side of the ball, and everyone's talking. They, they'll do a play, and this is when they're doing team stuff, and they do a play, 
and then you have all of those coaches maybe the head coach is sitting back but everybody else is talking to somebody or some people about what just happened so they're not having that interaction and and it, i mean everyone is in the same boat but i believe that utah more so than a lot of teams they're vulnerable right now because of the number of new starters that they have to fill particularly obviously on defense when you have nine starters and and you realize all of them potentially could play in the nfl this is crazy that there's that many that much talent that they lost and they're going to rely on a bunch of newcomers and so whenever they get back together it's going to be like a cram session i think to get these guys up to speed Morgan was talking about, you know, the, and, and he pointed out nobody really knows and everyone's got to, you know, listen to the health experts. But is it possible that they could finish spring ball in the month of June because they only had three of their 15 practices and then go to July where it's normally strength and conditioning people and then August, you, you know, you're back to practices, getting ready for the games in September. And so he was bringing up the point that you know maybe they would let the high school kids who have now graduated be in spring ball in June, and maybe this would work out. There's, there's no way to know how it's going to play out for sure. Morgan was saying you know this is the kind of thing that the conference ADs and head coaches are discussing what this might look like and what would the NCAA allow, how would it play out differently. Uh, his, his final word on it was basically, you know, yeah, you can either adapt or you can whine. So you got to start figuring out how to adapt. We also had uh, Bowler and Joe Ingles on. Your uh, your NBA takeaways from those two conversations. Oh, everybody's still in a holding pattern, and we've adapted to this holding pattern. We don't like it, but you know you're thrust into situations where you got to make the best of it. And so these players, I think, are trying to keep up conditioning. My guess is that for Joe, I don't know this. This is just a guess, but that guys are getting up some shots in an empty gym somewhere, somehow, whether it's the local high school at 10 o'clock at night or what have you. I don't know this, but I think somebody probably would be because we talked to Pace yesterday, Pace Mannion, and he was saying how uh, a neighbor of his a mile or so away has a court on his property, and Pace's son is able to go over there by himself and get up some shots. And, you know, once you're getting – if you're in a gym by yourself and getting up shots – you can also do some conditioning too. So, uh, but it's clear that they're going to need some time. It's not like we're going to announce, "Hey, the season starts on Wednesday," you know, and it's Monday morning or something. It's not going to be that way. There's going to be some form of camp in all the sports that are being stopped right now: soccer, hockey, baseball, basketball. Am I missing any other sports? Uh, that that when the season starts, resumes that they're going to need some form of training right you would think so and and that seems like that's got to be the plan you know for a sport that's mid-season the way uh, basketball is I would think like some kind of two-week mini training camp 10 days something like that I would expect certainly at least a week you think something and then for baseball because they were just getting going and just the nature of the sport pitchers they they might need a little longer and I've heard them talking about you know three or four weeks so but again, it all comes down to how long is this shut down for. That'll be a factor, and nobody really knows that for sure. Uh, Mark Cuban giving everybody a lot of hope because he's been pretty 
pretty strong on the whole be careful, be careful, be careful. So when he says it offered an over-under of June 1st and says, oh, I'll take the May side of that, that's kind of encouraging because he hasn't been a guy that seems like he wants to push the envelope on this stuff. So when he does, maybe there's a legitimate reason for, you know, for a hope for, a, you know, an early – early return to at least semi-normal activities. They might be coming back without crowds. That would be unusual, but at least there'd be games. All right, DJ and PK, that's some of the stuff we've been talking about here this morning with Morgan Scally, Craig Bowlerjack, and Joe Ingles all joining the show. It's all brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at lhmdeals.com. Your feedback and Drew Brees with an announcement. We'll tell you what uh, Drew just put out there. That's next on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Time for your feedback brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Today should have been opening day for Major League Baseball. A full schedule, 15 games, all 30 teams in action, but obviously it's not happening PK said earlier, play ball. That's the two best words. Give me a better two-win phrase. And here come the people. Jazz win, says jazz fan, not a sports fan. That's, that's colloquial, Dave. I can't deal in colloquialism. Jake says magic happens. <sighs> One of my finer arts of work. Braden says jackpot. Scorp Daddio says lottery winner. Uh, lottery winner. Well, we're talking, I mean, in real life you win cash, but lottery winner in sports, so you get the rights to Michael Oluokande or Kwame Brown. Wes says free donuts. Okay, you got me there. <laughs> that was for me. This is for you from Adam. <laughs> Back to the days, that uh, actually, for me too. My days in Santa Barbara and your days in L.A. listening to a legendary voice. Adam says, hello, friends. Uh, I thought that was Jim Nance. That is Jim Nance. That is Jim Nance. You're thinking of, hi, everybody. Yes, I am. You're right. <laughs> Mixed and matched. Uh, Space Jam is my jam, says dinner time. And Dallas I got to admit. Oh, go ahead. In these days, now I've never been one to, oh, what's for dinner, what's for dinner, what's for dinner? Because when my, my mother, one time I asked her, and you'll get what I give you, bleep on a stick. And I learned <laughs> like at four, don't never ask her what's for dinner. But I got to admit, like dinner now is like, oh my gosh, when are we going to eat? When is time? Because... There's not a whole lot of stuff to do. My wife showed me a cartoon drawing of a person uh, day one of uh, self-isolation. And it's a person, the, gar- the, the refrigerator door is open, and you can just see the left hand on the top, and you can see the backside of the person. And then the next picture is day 30, and the picture, the backside, is about four times bigger. <laughs> Bryant says game seven. Of what? Anything. Any game seven. Yeah, but 
Okay, so you, the Utes played Game 7 this year. Who'd they play against? Oh, I see what you did there. Okay, the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, or Major League <laughs> Baseball playoffs. There, how about that? But see, that's my whole point. If you need a definition, then it doesn't hold true. It's not as good as play ball. You need no definition when you hear the words play ball. It speaks for itself. It's got to be self-contained and universally understood. All right, I told you there was Drew Brees news. Uh, He went on Instagram this morning, and he has posted this. Brittany and I are committing $5 million to the state of Louisiana in 2020. The priority now is helping our communities get through this tough time. After considerable research and conversations with local organizations, we'll be mobilizing our partnerships with Second Harvest Food Bank, Oshner Health Systems, Walk-Ons, Jimmy John's, Small Sliders, and Waiter to prepare and deliver over 10,000 meals per day throughout Louisiana for as long as it takes to children on meal programs, seniors, and families in need. Let's all do our part, maintain hope, and get through this together. I don't know if Drew Brees can be more beloved in Louisiana, but if so, he just did it. Sure, yeah, obviously. I'd love to be able to devote uh, $5 million to something, but he has the financial wherewithal, and he's doing it. Yeah, he's he's going to end up being not just the Saints, but the whole city, New Orleans sports figure, Drew Brees. DJ PK, we are out of time. Tony and Austin are up next. We'll see you.